Sidekicks and henchmen out there in the mother-loving geek nation, you're listening to Spoiler Alert! Spoiler Alert! I'm your host, Johnny Destructor. With me this week is Mark underscore L underscore Miller. Hi, everybody. Henchmen and sidekicks and other things. This is for good night. <laughs> oh, he's the only listener. Um, <laughs> it's our direct line to Christopher Goodnight. And um, <laughs> uh, shit. And Rob Patey. I too, I'm a Goodnight Whisperer. Oh, hello. What? What? Did that just get you somewhere? Well, that <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> does that mean like a, like a cat whisperer? Like, are you able to um, house train a Goodnight? Um, with proper beating. Yes. Okay. We're here to talk about comic books from this week. Uh, we missed last week. And uh, honestly, you probably didn't miss out on anything because last week uh, the books weren't great. So yeah, yeah, we've been a bunch of us it. complaining about shitty books. But this week, he said excitedly, uh, I think it's a much better week. But let's talk about an email first from <laughs> Christopher Goodnight. Ah! <laughs> How weird. And, okay. From him in at least two weeks. Wait a minute, we haven't had a podcast. Yeah, exactly. But wait a minute. Did you hear that? Yeah, you said, you yes. said males. said it very quietly. I use my inside voice. There's a whisper. Maybe you I guys was... could practice something ahead of time that actually does not make people want to stab their own f- faces. It was a careless... You don't, have, you don't know that. A careless whisper. Whisper. This, whisper. This email is called... <laughs> no subject. Like Mark underscore L underscore Miller. I, too, am not at San Diego Comic-Con. But I hear my buddies every time I listen to this podcast. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for taking my very casual suggestion of reviewing Die, 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 number one, and Farmhand, number one. I am super excited for Bart Allen because Jeff Johns' Teen Titans was one of the first books I read when I got into comics. I'm okay with there being two versions of Cold because Wentworth Miller was the best thing about the Flarrowverse, and I'll be happy to have Cold as a good guy. Minnesota is the Twin Cities. Not sure why. I, too, thought JD's oh shit meant he hadn't pressed record, and I'm sitting here listening to the episode. <laughs> How much more <laughs> stupid am I than he? <laughs> I was wondering that it's myself close. as I was reading this. Like, you you thought I didn't hit record <laughs> to the thing you're listening? Okay. <clears throat> My review of Die, Die, Die. It's bloody, vulgar, and a whole lot of fun. It's a tiny bit of Why the Last Man mixed with a something from Mark Miller's Twisted Mind. As a huge fan of Chew, I was super excited for Farmhand. And it didn't hey, I'm, just... a, I'm a fan of Chew, too. Oh, God. Because oh. your name is also Mark Miller. I, I get it. No, it's, it's you. Me? Chew. Chew. Oh, oh Chew. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, my God. As a huge fan of Chew, I was super excited for Farmhand, and it didn't disappoint me in the slightest. I consider it more of a mystery suspense than a straight-up horror book, and I never even thought of Willy Wonka. My first thought was of Jurassic Park. I can't wait to see how this book develops. I bought all eight store-exclusive variant covers. I didn't get to the store this week. (laughs) Oh. Why? <laughs> I guess he likes it. 
a lot. I didn't get to the store this week, so I can't predict what you will be reviewing next week, but hopefully Mark underscore L underscore Miller's long-forgotten offensive tweets won't force J.D. to fire him from the podcast. I look forward to patiently waiting for the next new episode to be uploaded. Chris, St. Saucy, good night. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. No, I'm not reading, oh, there's I'm not more. reading the rest oh, of yeah. this. No, there's, there's, there's more. There's like two more emails worth of email after that. I'll, I'll wait for that for next week. Um, so, Chew, yeah, you guys liked Chew, right? I was the only, I was the outlier. I wasn't super into I, it. I didn't get into it. Yeah. Oh, you didn't? No, I, I, I stayed in for the first two years. I thought it was good. It was a, had a nice murder mystery element to it. Yeah, I mean, it's a procedural cop drama with the meta overlay of I become what I eat. I, I, you know, I see the memories of what I eat. It's what kept me in with iZombie as well, that little uh-huh. uh, mechanical twist. And iZombie actually twisted her from being a... Uh, Gravedigger to a uh, coroner in the TV show, which I thought again brought it sort of into that procedural array and did it a little better, 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 uh, a little better and a little sexier than um, Chew did. So if I see one that CW would pick up for a TV show, yeah, it'd probably be that one. But it had some quirkiness as well. Who do we say uh, wrote that? Was that Lehman? Yeah. That was John Lehman. Yeah, John Lehman and Rob Guillory. Rob Guillory right. did Farmhand. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I felt Farmhand was a little just wonky for wonky's sake. It, it needed a little bit more heft for me. It just felt. It was a little green. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I guess there are collectors out there who want to buy all the covers that come out for everything. I just can't see myself buying doing that anymore. I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have too. I have too much on your plate. Yeah, I got. You to say you're about to say respect for yourself. No, res- yeah. I, I was gonna say responsibility. Oh, but, oh. At the, but that's turn. That's say, saying. That's assuming that Christopher Goodnight doesn't have the responsibility, and I'm not saying. And that, I, and I'm just I, saying that. I, yeah, I think you totally got that by our minute and a half cackle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you needed to say. <laughs> well, I I don't know. I just okay. can't. I can't. I can't. Like the variants, it's such a cash grab these days, and I just I I can't see any reason someone would buy it. I mean, if you really like it, go for it. I it's it's. I don't think it's a it's not a collector's market anymore. So collecting them all isn't really. Uh, you know, there's not. I don't know. All no, right, I get Mark, it. Mark, what Mark, I like. I mean, but... But heal thyself. I'm sorry. Heal thyself. You you know they were always a cash grab. If we look at this thing long term, oh yeah, they were never uh, uh, really a place. I mean, we might have had a mild delusion of it when we were uh, younger, but I mean, even then, it was uh, that it pretty much fit the bed. Yeah, well, having I mean, I would buy the newsstand edition and the uh, variant gold foil cover with the fucking Eclipso diamond on it oh my god that's a, right with oh yeah all that, that shit right through the bag yeah yeah the black bag white bag thing right remember that one uh the guy's name was the the guy's name was solitaire it was a uh, it was an ultraverse thing and you were to collect all of the cards in the deck so you sh- you would try to buy 52 of them oh. but still mm-hmm. there's no guarantee that you would get all 52 cards since they were polybagged and you couldn't see what the card was. That's so like trying to put together the shooter verse, the defiance. With oh the, yeah. The, 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 you know, plasma and all those. That's the put, stuff. I have to a, put those cards together. Yep. Yeah. I've wasted so much money on just shit like that. And there, I, I mean, so I'm just, I've been burned by it. So. Yeah. So that's why we callously laughed at you. Yes. Mm. Yes. We laugh because we feel the pain. What I like is what DC does, which are, I like to call, alternates versus variants so for dc you can i can order when superman comes out there are two covers and so um i'm able to order as many as i want of either cover there's there's not a a collectability to it it's just um i I don't have to meet a certain criterion in order to order the the variant cover so i just call them alternates and it's just i order you know if i get six copies of it i order three and three um just so people have um a choice. Yeah. yeah. But, 
That's fine. Understandable. But do you get the guys that come in and they buy both? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I well, do. Okay. Good for you them. Don't, you don't laugh at them like we just because no. that's that, that, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a customer who wants all the variants, so I just order uh. as many as I can afford for him, huh. and, he, and he picks them up. So yeah. Now, do you charge extra for the variants? For the ones that I have to, yes. The one, okay. you know, not for the alternates, but for yeah. the ones that I had to pay more for, yes. Yeah. Okay. No voicemails, man. What the fuck? I know. All Jadles wants is some voicemails. Doesn't dog. anyone have a voice? I know. Like making Find voices him. heard. Find your yeah. voice. Well, I guess we'll just have to talk about comic books. Uh, oh, wait. Actually, what? let's do our our segment Jesus. called, Hey, what did, what did you do this week, huh? What did you do <laughs> this week? Oh. Thank you so much for asking, Mark. I've been catching up on the DC animated shows. Uh, or by shows, I mean movies. Well, and also shows, I guess. Because they have the CW The Seed app, and they'll play like uh, each episode is five minutes, which is fucking horse shit. Um, but yeah, I caught up on uh, Batman and Harley Quinn and Justice League Dark <laughs> and the Constantine mini-sodes and uh, the Ray. The, what was it? Freedom Fighters hmm. Ray. So, uh, is yeah. Uncle Sam in uh, Freedom Fighters the Ray? He's not. What? He, yeah, it's weird. He's he's not in it. Um, That's weird. Yeah, it's it has to do with Earth X, with where the Nazis won. Um, and yeah, uh, it's it's the characters from the the TV shows, the live action TV shows, the Flash, the Arrow, or as what did he call it, the Flarrowverse. <laughs> so yeah it was actually kind of fun now they have super gold though so it'd be like the flower verse keep working on it and bat and batwoman yeah batwoman's coming up what's her name ruby, ruby rose? rose ruby rose i yeah. just saw her this week in in my segment of what did you do this week huh hey mark i what, huh? what did you do this week huh I had a rare Saturday off, so I went to see The Meg. Oh, the shark Jason Statham and Ruby Rose is in it, and Rain Rain Johnson. Wilson. Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. Rain Johnson. Rain the Walk Johnson. No, uh, and Wooby Woes is in it, and uh, I kind of probably think she was probably the best part of the movie. It was uh, Stinkeroony. Oh, I liked it. Oh, it was so badly written. Oh, it's I liked so it. Corny. Well, it's I mean, supposed to be. I know, but it's like you know, why not go for a serious, scary shark movie? It's almost like everybody's afraid to be to do a serious, scary one anymore. They have to wink at the camera and make it as ridiculous as possible. And well, it's a little it's fat not... kid, a little fat kid eating a because <laughs> the shark movie because <laughs> the shark movie was done. The atmospheric dark shark movie was done. And yeah, but it was I... done. 40 years ago. That's enough time. We don't need a fuck. There is no mandate that says we must have that must have shark movies every hey, 10 years. There's more than one good zombie movie. There's more than one good. Uh, Go write it. Uh, Go write it. Well, I, maybe I would. Exorcism movie. Exorcism. Well, there's probably only probably three good exorcisms. <laughs> but still, that's more than one. That makes yeah. no sense. I'm helping you out here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I think that there's room to make another scary shark movie if people want to. But it's always got to be it's always got to be like Deep Blue Sea. Oh, we're all joking around. And oh, there's a shark. (laughs) And oh, there's someone gets eaten. But there's no blood and no one really cares. And it's you just move on so that the shark can go eat the next person. It's a shark. It's what it does. I know. But still. That's what, what Jaws what? did, and it scared the pajusers out of me. I have, I was a you were a, a child. I have a theory about this. Um, no, I was. I, a child. I, I think Jaws. Jaws works still. Jaws is still. Oh, a very it does. Effective. It's still awesome. Yeah. Yes, it's a good. Um, yes. This is not really a shark movie. It's a monster movie. Yeah, you're right. Uh, mm. Because it's it's hard. I and maybe they could have done it in a way that was effective, but uh, in my heart of hearts, I want to say that a shark movie that is just a bigger shark. It, it's ripe for 
sort of just like over the top um, yucks. You know what I mean? It's it's not really that scary. It's just uh, well, well I mean, we, Chris, listen, guys, we got a shark. But listen, wait a minute. It's bigger. It's a giant shark. Yeah. No, but I mean, Peter Benchley, I think, wrote Meg, the who is novel. the same. Yeah. Who is the same guy who wrote Jaws. And it's like, you know, if he can write Jaws in a serious way, and I haven't read Meg, but I'd like to and see if it's done in an equally serious way. And maybe it could be ad- ad- adapt, ad- ad- adaptation. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if you had seen this, Bug, but uh, Jason Statham had mentioned he was already sort of like talking out uh, about the movie, being like, this isn't really what I signed on for. This was supposed yeah. to be like a really bloody kind of gory Shark well, ori- originally it was Eli Roth who was doing it, oh. and then and then I think the budget got so big that it got out of Lee Eli Roth's hands, and it went from being a bloody thing to and, and I just I nowadays I, I know so much about the the makings of movies mm-hmm. where there's like you know we set it in China so that we can really make a lot of money when we sell it overseas to the Chinese market and they'll mm-hmm. eat this up, they'll eat this up. And it just felt like it felt like it was just done for that because if it was a dud here, it didn't matter. There, it, there's a, a billion people that'll go see it. Like this American movie featured in China uh, mm-hmm. overseas. That, no. And that's, I mean, I understand why they did it, but still at the same time, it doesn't, it doesn't add to any quality in the movie. I don't think mm-hmm. We learned in Deadpool too that the uh, the foreign market is what elevated it to the top grossing R rated movie of all time over Passion of the Christ. Oh, so, I yeah, did not know that. Good. That's cool. Um, well, also in the Meg, though, my favorite part was the fat kid with the uh, popsicle. The popsicle, yeah, yeah, he was funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been watching uh, what I like to call sort of like teen horror movies lately. With uh, I just re or I just watched Wish Upon. Yeah, which was you know for like I said a teen horror, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It wasn't bad. I'm just realizing that it's like a lot of these movies just aren't made for me anymore. I saw Hereditary and like even that felt like oh, I don't know. I love I that movie. I like it, but the more I got away from it, the more flaws I saw in it. So ah. we should we maybe should rev up the old Cannibal Horror Cast engine again. I would love to. We're just Talk missing about that half of our, half of our uh, hosts. Yeah, half of our crew. Yeah. Well, Justin Jordan said oh, he might, he's interested. Too. Nice. So it would just be us two and Justin, which hey. would be a good. That's a yeah, good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Rob. Hey. What'd you do this week, huh? Uh, aside from being at the largest uh, congregation of hackers in Las Vegas. I went back into the world of Fallout, which is the post-apocalyptic, uh, Paco, <laughs> post-apocalyptic, uh, post-apocalyptic uh, first-person game from Bethesda, uh, role-playing game. And because the announcement for the new Fallout 76 has me very sad panda, because it's going to be all online. Bethesda is ah. really, uh, yeah. And Bethesda is best when it does these, I will say, prostate-deep games of uh, first-person goodness where you completely immerse yourself and can interact with everything in the world and everything has a purpose, a refashioning, if you will. And that always shits the bed online, and they shit the bed with Elder Scrolls online. So to lament that loss, I went and I bought the uh, Fallout 4 Game of the Year edition. And I highly recommend it for anybody who didn't get deep into the Fallout uh, expansion. I've never, I've never, I've never fallen out once. Um, like I haven't oh, played oh, a single oh, one of them. Oh, oh, oh. There was played, one um... time I was wearing these short shorts at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, have you played any of the Bethesda games? I don't even know what. A, I'm assuming that's the people who make their game. Yes, and uh, they do. Uh, they've done most. They're most famous for the Elder Scrolls series. Nope. Okay, all RPGs. Do you like role playing games? Nope. All right. Well, fuck. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> hey, what? So about uh, comic books. Okay. Yeah. yeah let's, do that. let's do that. I'm here. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's only. It's only been twenty. We're twenty minutes into the show. We should talk about some comics. Um. You started it. I did. It's my fault. I'm sorry. Fantastic Four number one came out there they are and it's by dan slot and sarah pichelli and simone bianchi and scotty scotty young 
Yeah, he's, he does the little uh, Impossible Man cartoon in the back. Oh, I missed it. Oh, look at that. I missed it. It was just a, it was just a one pager. Oh. Oh, snap. It was, it it was based, it was basically giving a criticism, my only criticism, criticism of the book. Oh, is it it, that the Fantastic Four don't show up? Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that though. This seems like a continuation of the, uh, the series that I think we were all enjoying before this called Marvel two in one, which dealt with Johnny and Ben, which isn't over yet. Yeah. Not over yet. Oh, is issue it still nine, going? Issue nine is not out yet okay. from that, which is a little bit of a you know timing mess. But I mean, I think that Dan Slott basically summed up all the complexities of that series in in this issue, mm-hmm. like like uh, Johnny's unwillingness to give up, Ben's like kind of sadness and wanting to move forward reluctantly. Um, I hope. Alicia doesn't leave Ben at the altar. <laughs> if she does, I swear to God, just don't let Ilyana be at the fucking wedding. Yeah, right. You know how to stop. You know how to stop that. Just put a chair in the middle of the aisle. Oh, stop it! <laughs> God damn it, Robert! <laughs> you know what? You know what's even worse than the joke? How proud you are of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you, you fucking monster so um uh, we'll see we'll see uh how i respond to this oh that was not a pun we'll see how i respond to this because uh i only really like the fantastic forward for about two or three issues at a shot uh i really like this i think it was great uh, i think dan slot really nailed all the characters and everything i don't care that ben's getting married uh there's, there's a lot of marriages going on currently the book is goddamn gorgeous by Sarah Pichelli's artwork. Oh yeah, it is. Mm. This little story and like it was cute that Johnny has the best voice out of all of them. That was cute. That was a nice little scene. And he's saying Donka Shane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's 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 cute and it, I I don't know I I'm I'm reserving judgment as well. I'm a I'm I am a big FF fan. I think that. Um, I like to see them together. I hate it when they break the four and they do this. They do it like they they bring them together and then they take them apart. Um, but I just think that uh, I think we can um, we, we need the family family all back together. And all that I stuff. mean, this was I'll, to their credit. This was a fairly epic tear asunder. And they kept it for a good long time. I mean, when did they all yeah, get at least two? The- at least two years, yeah. right? Yeah, until the ink dried on the contracts. Right. <laughs> the box we contract. Was, we all knew that was coming, though. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And we knew that would be the catalyst. And it has proven to be the catalyst for every character. <laughs> I did love the uh, um, the the scene where Ben wants Johnny to be his best man. And Johnny's like, no, Reed is your best friend. He should be the best man. And that was a nice... Nice, really nice emotional scene. I think it, mm-hmm. I think he, he killed that scene pretty well. Um, and going from something like cute little fuzzy cats and the singing to get home to that serious scene, it just shows like the range that uh, Slot has here. He's able to kind of like get it all. And then the giant four at the end, I thought was pretty epic. Yeah, yeah, that's it's pretty like, oh, what cool. What a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. So. Can I jump in and can I say who I would like to see as in Fantastic Four? So, was listeners, what, what Mark is referring to is our other show, um, the uh, Gutter Talk, where we were talking about casting the new Fantastic Four movie now that they're back at Marvel. And Mark has opinions. So what do you got, buddy? Tell me. My opinion is that, well, the only one I really, really have that I think would work really well is um, having uh, John Krasinski as reed richards yeah we talked about that on the show oh you did all right well i I I was excited i thought you had like a new idea that's like been all over facebook and the internet has it yeah i think he even literally was like i think he even literally asked for the role he was like oh i would love to do that what about uh benicio del toro as ben Grimm? oh yeah he's got a weird accent weird yeah that wouldn't know he can't really do a yancey street accent he's he can do an accent. Who would you have as as thing? Uh, who did I have? Shit. But Rob, who who would you have? 
Thanks. Um, Jerry Springer as... God damn it. Uh, You're such a jerk. Reed Richards. Um, You're I'm just thinking ass. the corpse of Jerry Lewis as the thing. Roseanne Barr as... Uh, <laughs> as the invisible, invisible woman. As Johnny Storm. Yeah. Who has an invisible career now. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Bruce Willis as as uh, the thing. Oh, oh my yeah, sure. God, that's perfect. That's good. Yeah. He's got oh, an Mark. iconic voice, iconic voice, and everything. Dude, so. oh, that's a killer choice. I mean, uh, I even was... though he's he's like twice John Krasinski's age, though. But... Exactly. Yeah, I think uh, as he can't be Ben because uh, he's like fifty something. Who's like a younger version of Bruce Willis now? Don't don't kill me for this one. But... Ben Affleck? Shut up. Okay. He's also too old. Matt Damon. For Reed Richards? I don't think so. Oh, I'm sorry, Reed. Oh, oh I thought you were saying Ben. Oh no, Matt... no, I meant Reed, I'm sorry. Matt Damon for Ben Affleck? No. That's Austin. What? Ah, Marky Mark. He's just a Matt Damon for ben Marky Affleck. Mark for Ben a- Ben Ben Grimm. Yeah, he's I can see that. His voice he's is a Brooklyn dude. I'd hate to hear that little voice coming out of uh, the thing. Yeah. Hey, goat. Yeah. <laughs> how you hey. How you doing? How you doing? Say hey. hi to your mother for me. Hey, hey, Galactus. How you hey, doing? Hey guys, it's uh, it's clobbering time. It's clobbering time. You ready to get clobbered? <laughs> you gonna get clobbered? It's clobbering time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that, nope. Say hello to the Yancey Street Gang for me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. All right. So, Rob, what did you think of the comic book? Uh, I loved it. Um, And I think it needed this slotting, this lightning after Hickman, you know, pretty much wrote it for so long and wrote it. So I did not uh, discredit Hickman. Again, that was a fine time. This is a nice, lighthearted juxtaposition, though, to kind of bring them back. And let's be honest introduce them to the to the kids that are going to start seeing the previews for Fantastic Four movies coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think they'll show up in Avengers 4? Nah. Mm, that'd be, they'd, be, they'd be a spoiler. Like, they'd be an after scene. Yeah, post-credits. Yeah, yeah kind of like Miss Marvel was for this one. Captain that Marvel. would be fun. Captain I mean, Marvel, there's already rumors that the next big, like, event thing is going to be a Galactus thing, so. Oh, I can see that. That would, that would be awesome. Yeah, like actual Galactus showing up to Earth and like that being the the big thing. Although it would be a little bit like the Chitari, but still, it's. You mean after like Secret War? Yeah. All right. Because I thought that was the next big thing. Oh, it um, might be. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I have no idea what's happening next. I'm excited oh, though. Yeah. Um, uh, let's, let's I, oh, what was oh, the second? Oh. Wasn't there a second story? Oh, I like oh. the Doom one. The oh, Doom so one catch, catch me up real quick because I haven't had a chance to read all of the infamous Iron Man or the Return. You know, the search for Tony Stark. Uh, how did he get where he is now? And by he, I mean Doom. I don't know. Goddamn! I I missed it. But okay. his his face is burned up again. Yeah, he was all handsome. He got fixed at yeah. the end of Secret Wars. Oh, oh. He even has like stringy eyeballs. Look at those. Those like, see, he's got like strings, like Jonah Hex's mouth. Yep. Except yep. there it is. That's eyelids. how you want them. Yep. You want those bunny, yeah. stringy, stringy, string cheese uh, eyeballs. Yeah, you want that. <laughs> like when you like when you go to sleep crying, <laughs> in your pillow, and you wake up and your eyes are all stuck together. What happened has to anyone, once? Has I anyone had, ever done that? I had a really bad conjunctivitis, and I woke up in both of my eyes. I was like very small boy, and both yeah, of my eyes yeah. were sort of uh, sealed shut. I couldn't open them. Yeah, sure, because they were so gunked I had, over. I had horrible allergies as a kid, so yeah. You still do. Which brings I us do. to Daredevil, who yeah. had a similar problem, except he he gained powers from it. Um, <laughs> so Daredevil number six oh six by Charles Soule and Phil Noto. And Mark really wanted us to read this. Um, I haven't well, read it since the beginning where there was like the dude with 11 fingers or some crap. <laughs> Hated that junk. Charlie um, Ten Fingers. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. His name, but, was, his name was Ten Fingers. But uh, yeah, that's we've gotten past that. Fingers? I don't know. Did 
how did you read just this issue or did you read any others? I read just this issue. Okay. Rob, was, did you read great. Any, Likewise, did, I just read this issue and yes, it was very accomplished. Well, see, uh, the Mark, reason why seven of them. I know, but the reason why I was suggesting you read a couple before that um, is because really the the kingpin stuff where basically the kingpin gets attacked by the hand it get he gets uh he gets shot with like 20 arrows as he's given a speech and so the assistant mayor who is Matt Murdock he becomes he becomes the mayor and it's this time of crisis and they they are fighting the hand and it, there's all this stuff and then in the middle of it the kingpin like gets out of bed and tries to uh tries to run the city again and he's like barely alive and it's just it really i was just really impressed with the way uh charles Sewell um was starting and ending his stories on some really like big beats where like nice cliffhangers a really cool like uh forward momentum of the story and um and it just it moved very quickly it didn't feel like there was a a, a staggered moment in like the last 10 issues that i've read now this it's like would have this, been great info to have five months ago dick well i didn't know i read them all in one sitting and i was like i couldn't stop reading them i couldn't stop reading them i just thought it was just i I was just really really into it i thought you've Um, been reading them and you had this great stuff for five months and said read them all in one day no no no. i had just i went on a binge and i binged like six issues of, of daredevil um i like it that in this issue i love it that hammer Hammerhead and his goons all have nail guns. Oh, yeah. How yeah. did no one ever think of that before? I know, right? That was pretty at first, awesome. at first, I thought he was just making a bad pun because, you know, he yeah. Daredevil breaks through the glass window and uh, Hammerhead goes, nail him, fellas. And I was like, oh, yeah. look, he's making a pun. That's cute. And then they, were literally, they literally had nail guns. <laughs> That's pretty that, – but still, I think that was pretty smart. Yeah, it was cute. Um yeah, and I, I like it that Daredevil got out of this pickle by um, just really using his powers in uh, an interesting way by like reading this guy's heartbeat. He has he he thinks he can take out two of the attackers, but he doesn't think he can take out all three. And then he reads this guy's heartbeat, and he he knows he's about to act. Yeah, and so then he tosses his uh, his stuff at the other guys and really and takes out the other guys, which is I, I thought that was a a cool use of his powers. Um, I really think that Charles Sewell is, is understanding the character really well. And he's really got a great voice going on in this one. I think, um, this, there was one gentleman, uh, who was in this series that reminded me of old 10 finger Charlie or whatever his name was. And the <laughs> was, reader, the, the reader. Yeah. That guy's a kind of a weird guy. Yeah. He's another blind aren't... superhero. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, let's see, let's see, what is it? Uh, speaking of... Oh, whatever I read becomes real. More or less, some limitations. What, Braille? Mostly, I keep a bunch of useful words handy on tabs on my belt. I can do it three times, then it doesn't work again until I sleep. Each time's about half the strength of the one before. So you can <laughs> read whatever you want as long as you burn through your powers first. Yeah, actually just read a pretty good book about a guy who can predict the future. What is what? It, what? <laughs> it's like talking to an eight-year-old that hasn't had its Ritalin. <laughs> well, it seems like he's got some wonky powers. This guy seems like a homeless guy almost. Yeah, he he's seems got, like, like a D-Man dog. or something. Yeah, he's got like a dog, and, and his hair is kind of ratty, and his suit is kind of put together. He's got like a brown poncho that looks like a like a like a potato bag. Um, oh. yeah, he's a weirdo. Yeah. I think what he does is he turns his dog his dog turns into something too. His dog's name is uh what was his dog's name? His dog has a name too. Fory. Fory. F O R E Y. Now Fory oh well no it's not Fory like Fory Ackerman. But I just didn't know if that meant he was gonna turn into a big werewolf because it's like know. a classical monster sort of thing. Um but Fory is a that's a different way to spell Fory. Um yeah, that seems kind of hokey. Plus, it's got the guy with the fucking flying motorcycle again. Yeah, yeah, that guy from uh, Hunt for Wolverine, <laughs> number yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah, and Cipher. Yep, he was, and that's from Hunt for Wolverine too. Well, was that he's, Charles Soule as well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, it, he's sort of team. just he's got the corner on the Daredevil marker right now, I guess. And Daredevil, Cipher, and 
flying motorcycle. And, and reader. And reader and Forey. <laughs> what the hell? Well, it's, it's a little weird. I'd like to see what I want to know what his powers are. So I'm going to keep on reading it. Okay. Just to see. He's creating his own soul verse. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, uh, and there was another well, thing that I saw. So last last episode, um, not episode, but last issue with the Fantastic Four, there was another marriage, which we've seen several times in the past couple of months, or another yeah. proposal. And now we have another thing that I've seen several times this month. First, it was on the covers of Batman by Tom King, where it's Batman versus Bruce Wayne. And then yeah. there's another one, an amazing Spider-Man, where it's Spider-Man versus Peter Parker. Yeah. And now it's Matt Murdock versus Mike Murdock, who is the false alter ego of Matt Murdock. <laughs> this guy's name is Freddie Kill Killian. He goes, what's your what's your deal, pal? Mostly killing. <laughs> I love it because he says, all right, buddy, get out of the way. I, I believe I was attempting to sleep with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> that's like that's some funny stuff. And uh, I don't know. I, I don't know who this Mike Murdoch is. I don't know what happened. I like no, the joke. We're not supposed that to. Yeah. The guy says that the Hulk will be here any minute. He just texted the Hulk. He was like, you idiots. The Hulk doesn't text. <laughs> that was cute. How but uh, I don't know. It's it's just a lot of fun. I think I, I think it's fun. He's he left it at a he- cliffhanger. We'll find out next next week mm-hmm. or next month. Yep. He's month. Uh, he's a, about the same size as Matt Murdock. Looks just like him. Are they twins? Did he say they're twin brothers? Yeah, well, that was what. So Mike Murdock was when Matt Murdock uh, died, quote unquote. He killed off his his um, Matt Murdock personality and yeah. decided that he was going to come back in into New York uh, as Mike Murdock, Matt's twin brother. <laughs> that always works. I tried that with a girlfriend once. Didn't yeah. Work. Nah, I didn't buy it. No. So yeah, I don't. Know. But this was this was cute and it felt very classic. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think, Rob? Uh, same thing you guys did. It's a decent issue. It's better than Mikey Eleven Fingers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I liked, I love the artwork, how they drew the action scenes when they went into Daredevil power. That oh, yeah. Very well done. So oh, this, is, this, this is Phil Noto, who's usually, yeah. for the longest time, been a digital painter. And I opened up this, and to my surprise, it's like pencil and inked and stuff like that. And I think it looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his yeah, choreography like in that one scene where he's dodging all of the nails from the nail gun is yeah. old classic, sort of Marvel Spidey movement. Yeah, or that. Nightwing, Nightwing Scott McDaniel movement. Yes, there. yes. Or and Daredevil, he like Scott McDaniel did Daredevil for a while too. Yeah. I think. I always oh, love that yeah. sort of panel. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because they went back to his regular red costume, where in the last couple of issues um, they've been. Uh, he's been in a black costume with the red, red highlights, and he's got the bandages around the hands. Oh, that's right. So that, I don't, I don't know if that's just Phil. No, this Phil Noto. This is he, he's not the regular artist on this book. Right. So maybe that's just the way he draw drew him. But yeah, it's uh, usually Ron Garney. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's another guy that was doing it, doing it, and it was actually pretty good as well. He's so. doing it well. Nice. Uh, so. Right. But I don't know. I'm enjoying this series. I think it's it's definitely pick up the trade from issues like fifty five fifty eight to like or five ninety eight to like six oh five. I think that mm-hmm. those that's a real really strong string of books there. So nice. That's, mm-hmm. my, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, Superman number two by Brian Michael Bendis and Ivan Rice and. Uh, uh, oh, that's right. At the end. So at the end of issue one, Earth had been transported into the Phantom Zone. And so this Correct. is more of that. And also Raggle Zar, who we met in the Man of Steel miniseries that Brian Michael Bendis did. And still, I love it. I'm loving Brian Michael Bendis as Superman. I feel like he really gets the character. Uh, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I, I'm really digging this. What are you, what are you thinking? I'm loving, the, uh, I'm loving the Superman element of it. Uh, the Flash? What's what's going on there? I think that's on purpose. I was I was uh, confused as well. Because is that I, Wally? 
Well, that's the thing. No, right? he, acted, he acted a little Wally's, but it was he, supposed to be Barry. He's wearing Barry's outfit, but... And he's, he's got also, red hair. He's also um, saying, you know, uh, he keeps having trouble with his powers, and he's, he says, uh, oof, ah, man, how long can the Earth sustain itself as a planet if it's not... And then he sort of trails off, so something's wrong with him. And uh, Clark takes off his mask, and he looks like Wally West. He's got the red hair and the red eyebrows. So... And then he even says, the Flash says, I think I forgot which Flash I was for a second. Yeah. Yeah, and he was acting goofy as fuck. Yeah, so, so that's that's all on purpose. We just haven't figured out why yet. Okay. Then, then okay. Then I'm yeah. back on board. I would say this issue was a little more, I don't want to say rushed, but I, I you can clearly tell, I guess, the middle of the story, it might be beginning a little too soon. It was... I, too much. The Phantom Zone is just not tang, uh, tangible enough. I think of the amazing art from the last issue, mm. and there's just too much etherealness, I guess, going on. Oh, okay. We got a co- well, you guys glossed <laughs> over a couple of really awesome aspects of it. Nuclear Man. Uh, Are oh my you fucking God. Oh, kidding yes. me? Yes. I, I yes. was so. Part, yes. I don't. I don't know why I was stoked because fuck that guy. But when I saw him, oh, I was yeah. like, yes, it's Nuclear Man. He and had then, the long nails and yeah, everything. Yeah, and then he they was brought, dead. They, they brought a piece of shit into canon and destroyed it. So, yes, kudos. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I would love to see him back. I want him to regenerate his head and come back. You know what, I, wa- you know what I want to see next issue? I want to see him fisting Richard Pryor. Right. <laughs> and that weird uh, cyborg monster. For that, for yeah. that, because he was high. He was in his... Highest zenith of meth or crack or whatever when he filmed Superman three, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my, my favorite part uh, um, about this whole Nuclear Man thing is that I knew what was going to happen. I had seen the art uh, probably about a month ago, probably on CBR or something like that. Really? And oh, see, it totally was, surprised me. There was the penciled page. Yeah. Well, I had forgotten about it because my memory is shit. So when it happened, I was like, "Oh, that's right, amazing." Um, and everybody lost their fucking shit about this. They were like, oh, my God, Brian Michael Bendis is ruining Superman. And, you know, they, they got all their jollies on how much they hate Bendis and all this other stuff. And then I love that uh, he was just dead within the two pages. Yeah, that is the yeah. best. So, Absolute best. Yeah, that was a nice little shut the fuck up. Yeah. But no. anyway. I want him back. <laughs> Make no, a that's... shitty character cool. Don't just kill off a shitty character just because he's a shitty character. Mm-hmm. What? That's what they did with. That's what they did that's... with Booster and Beetle. That's what they did with like Rocket. No, but, 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 whoa, whoa. Good Nort. Take us. Take a step back. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, fucking Beetle was not Nuclear Man from Superman Four. Those are I, beloved I characters. They yeah, weren't beloved and before. Nort. Before the JLI, they weren't really beloved. They were just kind of obscure, dorky characters that just weren't around. How much well, yeah, permanence then... do you want? That was 35 years ago. Yeah, what are you ago. talking about? I know, I know but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But someone came along and they made him cool again. It's like just like Superman. It's oh, like oh. like Superman was lame for a while. And it's like, what if someone would have come along and just bashed Superman's head in just because he's not looked at as cool? It's like all it needs I is the right writer, like, like Brian Michael Bendis, to come in and write him well. And I think that, uh, you know, someone, it, it could actually be a, a cool character. But Nuclear Man was an amalgam of a bunch of those over the years, palatable enough for a movie audience in a short period of time. We've seen the, the Nuclear Man, we've seen permutations of the Nuclear Man. All throughout the years, he's just like from a fucking piece of DNA and strong or created from, I, I don't know, a radioactive asshole or something, a radioactive anal fissure. OK, I mean, oh. we, we've seen him created a multitude of times, and that was just one way of portraying it in a two hour movie. I get that. But All right. you could make something out of that guy. That guy they is. <laughs> They, 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 you can make a modern version of him, which they had, and then he just kills him. That would have been cool to have those two team up and then break their way out, and then fucking oh Superman's no. like, why? No. All right, fine. Bring out Lex Luthor for the twelve thousandth time. <laughs> I, I'm okay with a new character. 
not fucking nuclear man. He is no, retro. Like they have other, they have other characters. They have other Superman characters who I think could use a total like Redux, like Terra Man, that cowboy from space, uh, Toy Man, like you know they Wow, they do Toy Man a lot. Metallo, Metallo. Um, there's a lot of characters that I think could be redone and reduxed, and I, uh, I don't know. I don't disagree my, with you. My favorite, man. apart from Nuclear Man, my favorite part was this whole thing where he talks about um, his hearing, his super hearing, and how he yeah. can hear across the world, and he hears all the, the bad stuff going on, but he also has faith in humanity stepping up to the plate and taking care of a lot of the stuff that he doesn't have to take care of because that answers a question that everybody asks like why aren't you doing more why are you just doing this and that and he's like no i can't i can't do everything and humanity never lets me down and i think that that's that's a very uplifting kind of uh attitude to have in this kind of cynical age of of comics and yep. and just cynical age of america i think and i thought that that was really really nice to read i it just it made me feel good reading that just yeah. because it because it, it, it he has faith in in the humans doing what's right it seems so. like that that made me go oh bendis gets this character yeah yeah mm-hmm. but then like towards the end i just didn't like i i didn't like the stuff with like batman saying i'm feeling a weird sensation in my lower colon or what was he saying oh he released his bowels yeah he was about to he was wanted to release his bowels. yeah i'm like come on batman well no i'm telling wait a minute i'm telling you this is all on purpose that's the feel a wild discomfort in my chest and bowels yes i have to pull the batmobile over that's the everything is going weird for some reason yeah well they're in the phantom zone yeah yeah i mean that's the reason True. It's not. That's not. That's not regular Batman. There's something weirds going on. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. I loved it. Good yeah. issue. Good issue. Good. Ivan Ivan Rice once again amazing. He's so good. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. Ah, here's one yeah. I didn't read. Hawkman number three by Robert Venditti with art by Brian Hitch, Andrew Curry, and Paul Neary. Now, Mark, you had wanted us to read this because you said it was fucking amazing. Best book of the week. Tell, tell us why. Yeah. Okay, so Hawkman. First of all, first been... of all, I'm sorry. Let me just pause you just right there. I, I'm so excited about how enthusiastic you are about this week's books. I'm happy that you're happy. Go on. I am happy <laughs> for a change. Um, Hawkman uh, is. A character, I don't know who he was created by, but he was done really well by um, uh, uh, Joe Kubert. I think he was probably one of the best Hawkman renditions is is Joe Kubert. And this reminds me of one of those like old Joe Kubert books where it's just it's just balls to the wall action. And it's just it's it's not overly macho, but it's but it's it's very. Uh, action oriented and it's it's like it's kinetic the brian hitch is the artist here and i think brian hitch really nails this with the hyper detail um he's got uh he's at the beginning it's just hawkman and tyrannosaurus rex and he's fighting it and it's got feathers because we know that now that tyrannosaurus has had feathers and all those dinosaurs had feathers um and he fights it and then it goes away and then he goes he finds this mountain and he starts going up towards this mountain and all of these bird people come out of nowhere and he fights flocks and flocks of bird people and just beats the shit out of all of them but he fights for like for like mark, almost the entire issue and it's mark, amazing mark yes. are you sure they weren't a flock of seagulls no, they were not a flock of seagulls. I just want to. Then I would have ran to, away I, from this issue. I just want to interrupt <laughs> yours. Oh God! I ran so Fuck, far. Fuck! You away. zinged it back. Jesus! Why did I bother? <laughs> no, I but uh, uh, they he finds the Featherians, Feather Featherans, and not they are Featherans, Featherans, and they are bird people. And this Brian Hitch double splash page of. Hawkman being sort of swarmed by Feetherians uh, is fucking awesome. 
And then for pages and pages, he's just beating the shit out of these bird people with his mallet or with his mace and his his Egyptian wand thing. And he's just beating the shit out of him and beating the shit out of him. He's throw he throws it at him and he realizes that he can make his wand come or his mace come back to him. And it's it's just it's just bad as shit. Mm-hmm. And then and then the whole story is that Hawkman is having these that he's he's starting to forget some of the things that he originally remembered. And so he's found this this uh, staff that has like kind of like coordinates on it that is guiding. It's like a map written into the staff. And it's it's t- it took him to Dinosaur Island. That's where he fought the, the dinosaur. But um, the only reason he found this thing is by being zapped into the past. And he fought uh, the the Egyptian version of himself that he recar- reincarnated from. And he was able to find out where that thing was. So then he he still has this thing. He fights the Fidarians. He sees this old dude, and this old dude points him in the right direction. He goes into this little temple sort of thing and it shoots him it shows constellations and it shoots him into the future where he meets Katar Hall the guy from the Hawk World series at Thanagar um and he's got him at gunpoint and at the end of it he's like uh why am I never happy to see me yeah why am I never happy to see me so every time he runs into these previous reincarnations of himself he always is in in for a big fight and I just thought that that was a lot of fun just to kind of, I mean, it's, it's just pure action. Uh, the only thing that I noticed is that, uh, Venditti is writing him with a little bit more of a sense of humor, which is fine. It humanizes him a little bit, but I always thought Hawkman was more of like a brooding Conan type rather yeah. than, uh, rather than just like kind of a quippy guy. But when you're alone, mm-hmm. I guess you can quip to yourself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. He's not going to quip when like blue beetles around. Right, he'll be the straight man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, what did you what did you think of this? (laughs) You asked, I like what did you do this week? What Um, did you think of this, huh? What what the fuck else can I say? You just did the whole book. Yes, you liked it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, and for all the reasons uh, Mark articulated, it was kinetic. it, It moved quickly. Um, I, you know, the, the characters as a whole have never overly moved me. So, Same. you know, I th- and I think they're, they're better together than apart. When Hawkman Hawk and Hawkgirl. And Hawkgirl together. And I understand yeah. the build of the mystery and, and, you know, getting there. Um, but you know, that's the story I like. I think they work best as a construct. Yeah. It's like Ralph Dibney by himself does not work as well as he does with Sue. You know I mean? Uh, yeah. That's yeah. Just, I prefer that construct. So, but yeah, all the things you said, yes, action to the eleventh degree, a lot of fucked up, foul. So, sure, nice, all right. And I, I just think that like, there's a lot of, there are books out there that are more um, socially conscious, politically minded, um, like trying to kind of like say a point and, and do a point, and they're fine. I'm not I don't want to I don't want to put any of those down or anything, but it's like there's also the action movie like the Meg <laughs> where it's it's hmm. just supposed to be action and fun. And even though I, I didn't like a lot of the, the writing in in the Meg, the movie, um, I did appreciate the fact that it was a pretty much nonstop action fest. And uh, that's kind of what, how I'm that's what I'm getting from here as well. So. Hmm. It's just kind of like, yeah, it's the Meg is a movie that could have been made in the 80s and it would have been just the same, you know, or 90s. It's not a like deeply thought thought about script. And I think that Venditti is really making this into something that's that's kind of just action oriented, very uh, relying on uh, Brian Hitch to do what he does best. And, uh, are you guys a fan of Brian Hitch? Um, s- most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, he did that JLA that. series that I wasn't really a big fan of, but, yep. um, everything else I've, I've really liked. of cool. his. He's really calmed down with the hyper detailed, um, 
artwork. Uh, he's sort of taken a couple of steps back, probably to save his wrist and uh, arm from falling off and yeah. making deadlines and stuff like that. And it's fine. It looks, it looks, you know, it's. They have to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't fault him for it, but also yeah. the art doesn't move me as it once did. Uh, you know, Alex Ross is Alex Ross. That's the, the way I always look at it. I look at him as probably the zenith of a hyper detail and taking, you know, forever to do a page with Gary Frank, uh, probably a good close second. Yeah. 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 But I I, I think Brian Hitch, I mean, Brian Hitch is like ultimates and ultimate fantastic four. I mean, they were, they were pretty awesome. Yeah. Although they were kind of photo refed a little bit in the faces a little bit. Um, maybe Mm. do you think, Uh, I never really got that from him. They didn't really feel like photo riff, except for um, didn't he do the when Samuel he did Jackson Samuel stuff? Jackson stuff? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that was but on purpose, I think. Yeah, you have to go to there. Yeah. yeah, but all right, Sandman Universe number one. Um, who's this? Neil Gaiman, Simon Spurrier, Cat Howard, Nalo Nalo Hopkinson, Dan Waters, with art by Bilkus Ev- Ively. Tom Fowler, Dominique Damo Stanton, and Max Fiumara. I want, I want to be someone who likes the Sandman books. I can't seem to be that person. I have tried the first three volumes of the Sandman trade paperbacks. I really did love Sandman Overture as a one and done kind of just dip into the universe of the Sandman. I thought that that was gorgeous and amazing, and it dealt with a lot of really interesting stuff. Uh, and death. I like death. Um, the high cost of living and uh, time of your life are some of my two favorite standalone stories. But I just don't care about the Sandman universe. And uh, I was really excited for this. I thought, here we go. Here's a chance for new readers to jump into this universe and find out what it's about. And maybe it would be explained a little bit better because um, I found the first series to be a little esoteric, um, impenetrable. And uh, here we go. It's it's for a new generation, and it'll it'll be more accessible. And I did not feel that that was the case uh, when I was done this book. Oh no, God! This was definitely for people who had uh, dabbled in the universe before, because it, it's the supporting cast. Yeah. So yeah, there's no Sandman in this book except for like one panel. Yeah, and that's probably my biggest grievance with it is because I like the Sandman. Now I came into it reverse. I came into I did Lucifer first, mm. and then I got into Sandman. Uh, also, I was gifted a, uh, a Sandman annotated edition, and it was reading those annotations and just I already knew you know Gaiman just you know wonderful with word, and I, I know deep of thought, but just a meticulous level of detail that so went into that drew me drew me into it so um and and sandman works Sandman really works but it takes a while to get to those moments that really work and, and resonate impactfully i remember it's like the i think it's like like the almost the end of the first trade before you see a waft of a dc character yeah uh, come into it and that's and you know that was uh, that was the selling point of vertigo in that point in time was this is going to be the dark underbelly of the DC universe, and we are going to. Uh, it is continuity, motherfuckers. Um, you know, if I, if I if I have to like any kind of underbellies, I like the dark ones. I don't even. That, I can't even. Like you know, <laughs> usually bad, but that didn't even make. I can't even fathom that one. <laughs> I like the word Bilquis. Dark underbelly. Okay, fuck. No, I do like the, the word. The name Bilquis. of the artist. Bilquis, yep. that that name I have just mm-hmm. I just look at it and I say it I like saying it I like looking at it C- cool I like everything about it I like the way it sounds when it comes out of my mouth Bilquis maybe you should marry him Bilquis um, yeah I I, I I'm not a I'm I I never got into the Sandman I didn't get into Alan Moore's uh, Swamp Man thing. Yeah, Swamp Thing. Uh, I um, I got into Vertigo through uh, Preacher. Yep. Goddess. That was the miniseries before Preacher. And then uh, Why the Last Man. Those were like my first big um, Vertigo things. So you guys shunned it in the 90s completely? I think I kind of did. I mean, I read wow. Death. I read Death because it was like, you know, uh, it, it was like a big popular thing. But Sandman kind of felt like 
like Hellboy to me because it's like I missed the beginning of Hellboy. So I just kind of said, all right, one of these days I'll go back and read it. Uh-huh. But then there was so much to read that I just never really got into it. And you know, it's a hefty read. They put out a fuck yeah. ton of issues and it's not an easy read. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that I think it did an OK job of going through the universe and kind of reintroducing some of these characters. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't help that the librarian looks just like Kane from Kane and Abel. Um, it it doesn't help that you you don't really know what the transition is. There there is a transition as like basically Matt, Matthew the Raven flies from one world to the next um, throughout all of this stuff. But you don't know where one story sort of ends and the other sort of begins in some of the cases. Um, yeah, they rely on the artist. Yeah, it's and and a lot of the art. I mean, it's very Sandman esque. It's very you know they're all they're different. I mean, they all have different kind of styles, but still, it feels like it's almost the same color all the way through, mm-hmm. and so that kind of makes it all kind of feel very similar. Uh, Tim Drake, I know Tim Drake or Tim Hunter, Tim Hunter. Um, I know he came out before Harry Potter, yeah. but. Him now, it just feels like a Harry Potter right. kind of clone. Um, I think that the the middle section when you got this lady with wings for ears, and she's fighting with Matthew to stay out of for him to stay out of her dream and all of that stuff. That gets really deep and uh, like I wasn't really a huge fan of. I was I wasn't sure what the rules are yeah. of that. I did. I, I, that's the one I like the most, actually. I liked it, but it, it, I and I kind of that's the one that really resonated with me the most for some yeah, reason too. Same. Um, but I, I don't think I really wrapped my was able to wrap my skull around all of it. Um, yeah. I'm telling you though, the the most compelling one, and I think the best written kind of segment is the uh, Lucifer one. Um, oh, I hated that. Really? I had no idea what was going on in that one. Well, I could, I mean, I know who Lucifer is, and it's interesting that Lucifer has a son now, and now that, like, he has kind of begotten his his father or whatever, went against his own father in God, um, now this guy, this his new kid, is doing the same thing to him, and mm-hmm. so that's an interesting kind of uh, twist. That See, I didn't now, realize that was his kid. That's not his kid. He's basically finding out about his kid here, I think. Oh. Is that what it is? It's very difficult for me because Lucifer ended so perfectly. Lucifer was just a wonderful uh, 60 or so so issue. Um, uh, Such a deep exploration and creation of the universe. God and it all wrapped together in what I call one of my top 10 perfect endings in comics. Is that who is uh, the uh, who's the main writer in Lucifer? Uh, Carrie. Mike Carey. OK. Yeah. He, he wrote all the way through. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Damn oh, close wow. to it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And it was. Uh, yeah, it really was. It was perfect. And you didn't need you didn't even need Sandman as a context. He appeared a few times. Yeah. And again, I had read a little when Sandman came out in the 90s and I, I got away from it. I stayed into it. But then again, that when I got into Lucifer, that that really pulled me back and and world of the endless yeah see i never even got this is not the fucking endless this was like the endless's servants and piss boys and things like that you know yeah where are the rest the rest of the endless are they dead too last time i saw them was in a children's book yeah there was there was that little little book of endless little book of endless yeah jill Jill, was it jill thompson probably yes it was um I, I don't know. I, I think that it's it's admirable that they're bringing all this stuff back. I don't know how popular yeah. how popular it's going to be, and and if it's going to find that. I don't know if it's going to find that audience that um, has kind of evolved over the years. Yeah. No, this is a pure nostalgia play. This isn't going to find a new audience. They're really hoping to kind of ride the coattails of our older fandom. This is See, not how you start a book. Yeah, man. I thought for sure all the things I said earlier, I was like, oh, it'll be for new audiences. They're finding a way to. Nope. Oh, God. Oh, well. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the people who people who love Sandman love some Sandman. So yeah. uh, this is definitely for them. And I'm sure they'll enjoy it, even though I don't. Um, 
Do any of these new books that they they showed at the end, do any of those really interest you guys? I might check out Books of Magic because, you know, it's a teen magician kind of thing. So that that kind of speaks to me a little bit. I probably don't care about Lucifer. I don't know enough about House of Whispers, really. Um, What's the the one that has a... Oh, I guess the Dreaming is the one with the character that I like. Which one? Oh, that lady. The lady with the wings for ears. Yeah, yeah, her. Yeah, Um, I might check out the first issue but yeah um and and what about these uh, the even more they preview the rest of the stuff that's next. now these uh, these i'm looking at these i will try out these i might be yeah i mean for. i'll look at each of them but i don't i'm not super stoked with any of them yet um maybe i'll be surprised but um i don't know uh the i'm excited for hex wives border town looks kind of cool and border town looks cool Goddess uh, mode looks cool. It's got cool. a chupacabra in it, and it's got a it's got a chupacabra, and it's got a uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, a luchador. A luchador. Luchador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. It's automatically cool. Uh, suggestion for everybody: watch a movie called Low Life. It's amazing. It's got a luchador, and it's like a Tarantino esque sort of uh, story at the border of Texas and Mexico. It's really, really good. It's called oh, Low cool. Life. It's amazing. Okay. Um, but then there's then there's a couple other ones at the end. Um, Second Coming looks kind of goofy. Yeah. At high level, I don't know. I don't know about safe sex. I, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Well, I'm sure we'll read all of them. Oh, I'm sure. For the, for the, for the podcast. So we'll see. We'll dip our toes into each one of them. Just the tip. As one of ours likes to say. <laughs> I, well, I got clinical. I said just the prostate today. I know. I, yes, you got prostate deep. All right. Be proud of you. you can yeah. email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com. You can go to cultpopgo.com and click on the bright red banner and leave us a voicemail. Uh, if you want to support uh, the show, you can go to the, what's the name? Patreon, Johnny Destructo Patreon. Uh, or you can go to Mark Mark's Patreon, which is... ML Miller nope. at Patreon. Yeah, it is. Just an ML Miller Patreon. Uh, also, I'm at I'm at ML Miller Writes. That's that's my website. And uh, the fourth issue of my book, Grave Transfers, came out last week. So you can get all four of them. I think you can get all four of them on Comic Comicsology too, if your store doesn't have it. Nice. And you but can tell go- your store to get it. <laughs> also, do that. Yes. Yes. And Rob. Hi. Bye. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah! 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 Yeah!